It is time to raise our our vision from local to international to see what's going on in the world. And, oh, look, lots to worry about out there, too. Kazakhstan's president has now authorized security forces to shoot to kill those participating in unrest. And that move opens the door for a dramatic escalation in the crackdown on anti-government protests that have turned violent. The Central Asian nation of Kazakhstan uh, this week experiencing its worst street protest since it gained independence from the Soviet Union three decades ago. The demonstrations began over the near doubling of prices for a type of vehicle fuel, but have spread right across the country and expanded. Uh, the president of Kazakhstan has also called on a Russian-led military alliance, the Collective Security Treaty Organization, the successor to the Warsaw Pact, for help in Russian troops have now begun arriving in Kazakhstan. Oral Brown is a professor of international relations at the University of Toronto and an associate of the Davis Center at Harvard University. Welcome to the program. How concerning are Russian troops moving into Kazakhstan to you? It indicates a larger problem. It shows that this is a situation where it is worrisome for the Kremlin, but Mr. Putin also views it as an opportunity. This gives uh, Mr. Putin a chance to increase Russian influence in Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan is a vast country, covers uh, over a million square miles. It has enormous uh, energy resources. It is strategically crucial. And Mr. Putin has already said that uh, the loss of the Soviet Union, the disintegration of the Soviet Empire, in his view, was the greatest geostrategic tragedy of the 20th century, and he will try to do whatever he can to try to restore it. Uh, many are drawing comparisons to the crushing of the Prague Spring. Uh, do you see that? It, this is so-called analogous are never, never perfect. And we know, of course, in the end, uh, uh, what happened was that uh, in uh, what was then Czechoslovakia, they gained themselves another 20 years, and then it all fell apart. Uh, it did not hold uh, uh, for forever, and it came at a tremendous cost to the people of then Czechoslovakia. Uh, but here, it's not a communist country, but it was a country that, even though on the surface, uh, that is Kazakhstan, seemed uh, somewhat democratic. In fact, it was authoritarian. For almost three decades, uh, the leader was the same person, uh, Nursultan Nazarbayev who then uh, uh, continued to exercise preponderant control behind the scenes after he resigned in 2019. He was pushed out, it seems, uh, on Wednesday. This was partly a concession uh, to the population. Uh, but clearly, uh, Russia does not want to see a democracy. And when people began to protest about energy prices, it was far more than uh, increase in the cost of living. People were very dissatisfied with the authoritarian rule, with the corruption. And of course, that is exactly what's happening in Russia as well. So the fear in the Kremlin is contamination. Vladimir Putin doesn't fear NATO or the EU anywhere as much as he fears democracy. And what he doesn't want to see in Kazakhstan is genuine democracy. Will the Kazakh, how would the Kazakhs view Russian troops on their soil? Up until now, most Kazakhs did not have a particularly hostile 
attitude towards Russia. It's not a situation similar to Ukraine, where there has developed a tremendous amount of enmity as a result of Russian actions. But now that the Russian troops have come in to prop up a regime that clearly has had its popular support basically collapse virtually overnight, Russia will be viewed more and more as the entity that is oppressing the Kazakhs people. In the longer term, this may damage Russia more than it will reward the Kremlin. But at this stage, I don't think Mr. Putin has much choice. He cannot afford to see any of the states on the border that were part of the former Soviet Union, which are not members of NATO. As you know, three of the Baltic states, the, the three Baltic states have become members of NATO and the EU. But in the case of the others, he does not want to see these countries develop as democracies because that would endanger the ultra-nationalistic kleptocracy that he is running within Russia. What, what does this do to the crisis over Ukraine? It tells us that Mr. Putin is willing to use brutal force because he sent in among the troops that went in with the Spetsnaz. Uh, these are very highly trained forces, but they are also notorious for their brutality. They were used in Syria. They were used in the case of uh, Crimea. And that when Mr. Putin feels threatened, and if there's not enough of a deterrent, that is that he has a relatively soft target, he will move in. And this is what we need to understand about Mr. Putin. That Mr. Putin is ruthless, but he is not reckless. Kazakhstan, because the world is not paying that much attention to it, the world has not been that heavily engaged with Kazakhstan, where oil companies such as Chevron that went in, but basically there's not been a significant engagement. For Mr. Putin, Kazakhstan is a relatively soft target. So he's not going to allow any development that can lead to genuine democracy. What do you see playing out over the next couple of weeks? What's your prediction in terms of um, whether stability will return to Kazakhstan? The level of brutality that is being used against the demonstrators, and you can see how large the demonstrations are because, ironically, the leader, the president, Mr. Tokayev said, you know, there are 20,000 bandits. Well, that's not an isolated little group. Um, and uh, um, they will use whatever is necessary. The orders are now to fire without warning. And many have been killed, uh, and we do not have uh, very extensive or clear reporting uh, from inside Kazakhstan. But from what we do know is that the brutality is extensive. So they may well crush the demonstrations, but they're not going to eliminate the resentment that is building up. They're not going to alter the historical evolution where very likely the Kazakh people will increasingly view Russia as, and the Kremlin in particular, as a tool of their oppression. And so there's the short term where the Kremlin is likely to prevail, the middle term where they may have more problems, and the longer term where they're likely to lose. Oral, thank you so much for your expertise in helping shed some light on what's going on in Kazakhstan. Appreciate it very much. My pleasure. That is Oral Brown, who is a professor of international relations and political science at U of T and an associate at the Davis Center at Harvard University.